A few weeks ago, I went to a concert to see a performance by Ty Verdes. But this concert was unlike anything I'd been to before because it took place in a strange new virtual venue in the metaverse. I recorded myself logging on. All right. It's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm at home, and I am about to go to a concert in the metaverse. But I'm on a boardwalk. I've got my little avatar here. I look like a Lego man. It's like I'm in Santa Monica or something. There's like a Ferris wheel. I can jump around. Oh, wow. And now we're like in a new world. And there's Ty. He's like enormous. I can... Oh, I got launched into a cannon, into a hang glide. Wow, I'm hang gliding around this virtual world with palm trees and ocean and trees and cliffs and waterfalls and a giant... Ty Verdes. I spent about 20 minutes in the metaverse, and then I got out and went back to the universe where I don't look like a Lego man, but where I also don't get to hang glide. Concerts like the one Ty Verdes just held in the metaverse are becoming increasingly popular. Artists like Marshmello, Travis Scott, and Ariana Grande have all performed in these virtual worlds, attracting millions of fans to virtual stages. And this new trend raises a question. In the future, will we all be going to concerts in the metaverse? Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Friday, December 10th. Coming up on the show, why musicians are diving into the metaverse. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with Global X ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. Global X specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. Do you want to introduce yourself? You know, here I am, the latest, the greatest version of myself, Ty Verdes. The other day, I called up Ty Verdes, the performer I saw in the metaverse. And what is your most popular song? How does it go? Living in this big blue world, with my head up in outer space, I know I'll be... Oh, okay. I know oh, I'll be... there we go. <laughs> Using new technology is a big part of how Ty got famous. Before he began his music career, he worked odd jobs in L.A. and did anything he could to get his name out there, doing podcasts, social media influencing, and singing on TikTok. So with this quarantine, I had the opportunity to focus all my mind on music. And when that happened, I was really just practicing singing in my car every single day for like six months and then I released Stuck in the Middle on TikTok, and it just started blowing up. I'm about to sing my single, Stuck in the Middle, out on all platforms, acapella, in the f***ing Verizon store that I work at. All right. She said, you're a player, aren't you? And, I've been- and when his song A-OK came out, things really took off. 
I just want to make you feel 2% better when you listen to this song. That's it. Just two. Ready? Ty's TikTok post of him singing his new song ended up getting more than 40 million views, and it launched his musical career. He quickly signed a deal with a music label owned by Sony. And Ty says that platforms like TikTok make it easier for people like him to find success without needing music industry middlemen like agents or labels. With these new artists that are coming out now, they're also dangerous because they're not waiting for labels or, I don't know, content plans. I can put up a video tomorrow and it might get 2 million views and now I'm being talked about. You know, it's just, it's kind of like statistics at this point that if, if you're not using TikTok right now, it's kind of dumb. Because you can't always have a concert 24-7, but you can always be on the internet every single day. And the new place on the internet to connect with fans? The metaverse. Let's talk about the metaverse. The metaverse. The metaverse. We now have the technology to create new 3D virtual worlds or model our physical world. The metaverse is essentially a virtual world that we would inhabit. That's what the metaverse is all about. After I spoke with Ty, I called up my colleague Ann Steele, who covers the music industry. And did you think when you started covering the music industry that you'd ever have to be writing about this kind of like futuristic technology that is the metaverse? Definitely not. It's It's been a learning experience for me, especially as someone who, um, I think when I went over friends' houses, I played Mario Kart, but that's been like the extent of my gaming slash virtual world experience. Can you explain for people what the metaverse is? Can I let Mark Zuckerberg take that one? <laughs> <laughs> the next platform and medium will be an embodied internet where you're in the experience, not just looking at it. And we call this the metaverse. Anne actually knows quite a bit about the metaverse, too. The idea is that there's basically no limit to what you can do in this virtual world. So aside from just kind of a carbon copy of, you know, sitting in a conference room um, with coworkers instead of doing that in person, you know, you can walk on the moon or fly across the ocean or be a unicorn um, or <laughs> really anything you can imagine. Talk about a way to spice up a work meeting is to like dress up as a unicorn and uh, walk around the moon. <laughs> We believe the metaverse will be the successor to the mobile internet. We'll be able to express ourselves in new, joyful, completely immersive ways. And that's going to unlock a lot of amazing new experiences. Technology has unlocked a lot of amazing new experiences. But those innovations haven't always been great for the music industry. So the industry has sort of peaked in 1999 and then with the advent of Napster and online piracy, CD sales were totally decimated and the industry just kind of collapsed and and lost its revenue from recorded music. The next technological innovation actually helped save the industry. Streaming. Streaming doesn't bring in quite as much as CD sales did But a real bright spot in recent years has been live touring. Concert tours. That's where the money is. Tickets have gotten more expensive than ever. Fans have been willing to pay out. Even even in harder economic times, experiences like concerts seem to be one of the things that fans are willing to shell out for. And then merch sales just explode as well. 
it can be about 80% of an artist's income to hit the road. 80% of their income comes from touring, from selling tickets to concerts, T-shirts at concerts, and stuff like that? Correct. So when it comes to the metaverse, the music industry sees it as a new opportunity. One of the first big artists to gain attention for holding a concert in the metaverse was the DJ Marshmallow. This was in 2019, early 2019, so a full year before the pandemic started. And, you know, for 10 minutes in Fortnite, which is this sort of shooter video game, um, you know, fans put down their weapons and attended this live virtual performance by Marshmallow. Yo, what is up, Fortnite? What's up, Pleasant Park? My name is Marshmallow, and thank you for coming out today and making history with me. You guys ready? He was sort of performing somewhere in, I guess, a studio with a motion capture suit and that type of thing, and then was appearing as an avatar in Fortnite. So people could uh, show up with their avatar and... It was shorter than a normal concert, but, I mean, it was experimental. He attracted 10 million viewers to that. Wow. I am, quite honestly, stunned that that many people showed up to this Marshmallow concert inside of Fortnite. What do you make of that? I think a big part of the success was that he went to where his fans were. There's a big crossover between um, gamers and fans of EDM artists. He's a gamer himself. And so he knew his fans were on Fortnite. So he showed up as an avatar and they popped over to his stage. So it was pretty easy. They were doing something they already loved. So sort of meeting them where they're at and, and building off of that, and it was super effective. Turned a lot of heads in the industry. That was sort of this flashpoint moment for the industry of, oh my goodness, he didn't have to run around the world. He put on one show and reached 10 million fans. A single show that reached 10 million fans intrigued much of the music industry. And since then, lots of artists have been trying it out, like 21 Pilots, Lil Nas X, The Weeknd, and of course, Ty Verdes. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply.
As Thai Verde started getting more popular and started touring in the real world, a company called Roblox called him up. Roblox is a gaming platform that's popular with kids, and they wanted Ty to perform a virtual concert inside their gaming platform, in the metaverse. So Ty worked with some outside developers to build a virtual world. And inside that world? There's a computerized version of me on a stage singing. You, you just have a, a concert, but imagine everything virtual, even the fans, even the environment, even the atmosphere, even the, the person playing. And then all around the world is like, Posters of me, posters of my cover art. I think anytime you can get into like that little metaverse type uh, vibe, it's it's really interesting because there's no physical limitations except for like what you and the developers can make. And how do you actually perform this concert? So I go in and I pre-record uh, the vocals for it, I, and we pre-record the band, and then we um, synchronize the band playing my vocals with the actual actions of the avatar and with motion capture as well. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be able to hear like your fans like chanting your name or like cheering for you or singing along? Yeah, I think that the, the main thing is that when you're in that experience of being a fan, instead of the ambiance of a concert, you're in this virtual place, right? Where you're getting these new visual elements that you would never see at a concert. Maybe you're even flying through the air. And that's what I think is the real substitution is like, okay, obviously we can't go out and hear the fans, at least with this um, current build of Roblox, but there's so much other cool stuff that happens. And there's another difference for fans. Admission is totally free. Users just need an internet connection and a free Roblox account to get in. If you have the app, you can go do it. Concerts cost money. You know who doesn't have money? Kids that are under 18 don't have money like that. Or even kids in college don't have money like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like the mm-hmm. free part of it is, is also really exciting. Even though it's free to get in, artists and concert organizers are still able to make money. Mostly by selling virtual merchandise, or virch. Marshmallow's concert, for instance, racked up $30 million in Virch sales. We've got different types of merch selling. You have different types of, like, speed boosts and items. So people who come to this concert will be able to, like, buy things that their avatar can wear and do? Yeah, yeah. You can also go in and you can buy, like, a hat for your avatar that is a virtual hat. Virtual character in this world will now be wearing my merch. The economics behind virtual concerts are still being worked out. Without ticket sales, it's not clear how much cash these concerts will actually generate. But virtual shows can accommodate far larger audiences than real-world shows, meaning there's more potential for merchandise sales. But for Ty, the main benefit to Metaverse concerts is attracting new fans and experimenting with cutting-edge technology. One, it's cool. Just because, like, have you ever seen a video game version of yourself? And then... Two, it's just like, I hope that other artists are looking at, you know, how I'm using promotion and saying like, oh, this is cool that you can go into these other worlds, like kind of metaverse In some ways, Ty says that performing in the metaverse is just an extension of a strategy that artists have been using for a long time to get their name out there using new technology. And Ty says that artists shouldn't shy away from that. Everyone gets so scared. Oh, my gosh. Everyone gets so scared, especially artists, when things are happening that are new. And then you look back and you're like, hmm, is Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber from YouTube? 
Mm, is Sean Mendes, Sean Mendes from Vine? Mm, is DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled from Snapchat? No, they're never that. And I'm not going to be tirades from TikTok because not just because of like how big it's going to be, just because society moves forward and then you just use it as promotion. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just this new thing that people talk about and it's in the ether right now, but that's not how it's going to be in a year or two. Do you think you'd ever just do Metaverse concerts? Um, I don't think so because I don't think anything can replace live music. Like you said, th- there's something to be said for performing a song and hearing the words back to you. But, you know, maybe technology goes crazy in a couple of years and that experience is substituted. Our colleague Anne says that even though the technology is still nascent, the music industry sees benefits to virtual concerts. The metaverse sort of offers this other point of connection. It's not just about making money, but about having this continuous relationship with your fan base. So if instead of having to plan a tour that goes across the United States or even across the world, maybe you can go into this virtual world and meet with your fans there, do a Q&A, perform, sell merchandise, anything. There's sort of this alternate reality where you can step into, engage with your fans, and make money from them. So do you think that this will really catch on? Like, do you think that more people will be going to concerts in the metaverse in the future? I do. I don't think it's going to replace the live experience, and it might be a little bit slower um, for folks like myself or people who are a bit older. I think that these metaverse performances are something different and it's a really different experience. You know, while you might see avatars of other people around, you're not in an actual crowd. So I think that has its pros and cons depending on how you feel about that. I personally wouldn't trade being Rose away from Taylor Swift singing her soul out um, on, on a stage. But there's this whole generation of digital natives that feel differently. This episode has been updated. A previous version said Roblox developers built Ty Verdes' metaverse, but the developers were actually from a third-party game studio working with Roblox. Sorry for the error. That's all for today, Friday, December 10th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Sarah E. Needleman. And a quick disclosure, Gimlet is owned by the streaming service Spotify. Your hosts are Kate Leinbaugh and me, Ryan Knudsen. The show's produced by Annie Baxter, Catherine Brewer, Pia Gadkari, Rachel Humphreys, Matt Kwong, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Enrique Perez de la Rosa, Sarah Platt, Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, Willa Rubin, Kayla Stokes, and Annie Rose Strasser. Our engineers are Griffin Tanner and Nathan Singapak. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Bobby Lord, Peter Leonard, Katherine Anderson, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.